0: You're listening to the Jabin Chavez Leadership Podcast, a conversation designed to help you define your organizational culture and leadership values. Jabin is a pastor, artist, and highly sought after speaker who has a long track record of growing departments, ministries, and organizations. We know that this podcast will bring value to you as a leader and to your entire team. Friends, hey, hope you're doing well. Praying for you today, thinking about you today. And, um, just wanted to hop on real quick, literally on my iPhone to just give you a few thoughts that came to me this morning. And I thought I would give them to you. I want to talk about decisions, decisions, leaders are decision makers. I got to be honest with you. One of the most taxing one of the most, um, one, one of the, the, the areas of my life and one of the areas of leadership that, that is just so taxing, that is just so like draining is you got to make decisions and, and you're not just making decisions that affect you. You're making decisions that affect people, make decisions that are affecting their, um, their livelihood, their futures there's there's just so much uh, decisions on hiring decisions on firing decisions on on day-to-day things, decisions on how to spend money. It, it just you got to make decisions and you cannot be a leader who doesn't make decisions. You cannot be a leader who is not a decision maker. So you you have to embrace that. Let me just start there. I'm going to give you um, I'm going to give you three points in a, in a moment. But before we even get to the points, you, you you just have to embrace this as a part of leadership. Like as a leader, you're never going to stop teaching culture ever. You're never going to stop living it. You're never going to stop reminding people of it. You're never going to stop beating that drum, ringing that bell. You're you're always going to have to be a cultural architect. You're never going to get away from it. You're never going to get away from uh, uncomfortable meetings ever. If you're going to be a leader, you're going to be in tough meetings, uncomfortable meetings. You're going to have to, it's just a, it's just a part of leadership. And let me say another thing about leadership. If you're going to be in leadership, you're going to, you're going to have to be a decision maker. You're never, you never grow out of that. You never grow past that until you retire. You're going to have to be a decision maker. You have to embrace that. And you're going to have to just settle into that. Now, before I get into these three points, let me just say one thing that is going to be key for you as a decision maker. And that is that you have to create clarity in your own life. You have to create margin. You have to create energy. You have to create times of rest and you have to create clarity in your own life. To be a great decision maker you, you must think yourself clear and you must create a rhythm and pattern to your life where, where clarity is um, absolutely prioritized. So where whatever brings fog, whatever brings confusion, whatever brings tiredness, whatever brings a lack of confidence... You have to get violent about eradicating that from your life because there must be a place of clarity. So um, as Christians, and most of you listening to this are Christians, but um, character becomes a great source of clarity. Let me say that one more time. Character becomes a great source of clarity because the more character I have and the more, more personal character, more personal holiness, the more... Uh, The more my public and private life look alike, um, it will release confidence. And where there's character, where there's confidence, there will be clarity. So I'm not making decisions while also questioning my character. Oh, gosh, this is so good already. I'm not making decisions while questioning my character. So, okay, I need to do this and I need to make this decision with this person. But man, I've got all these secrets and I've got all this private stuff going on. And I've got all these different. And so maybe I'm making the wrong. Maybe they're right. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe. No, there must be character because with character comes confidence. And so a clean conscience The the scripture talks about living with a clean conscience where I have character, I will have confidence where I have a clean conscience. I will have confidence and where I have confidence, I will have clarity to make decisions so there's that personal integrity there's there's your physical health Um, I am I'm on about the second month now of eating clean losing weight I'm not I'm not um, I'm not dieting or or trying to be a health expert because I'm not at all but had a rough conversation with my doctor and he basically said either either You lose weight, change your diet, change your lifestyle, or we got to start medicating you and, uh, with different medications. So I immediately, I've, I've, I've been on a war path. Um, what's interesting about it though is it, it feels good to lose the weight and it. Some of that is fun, but the clarity that I'm thinking on right now without gluten, without sugar. And without processed foods, how much better I think. Clear, I think. How much more energy I have. And so, even diet, exercise plays a role into your clarity. You don't want to go into meetings with brain fog. You don't want to go into meetings crashing from um, from a big carb dessert. You don't want to. You don't want to be making decisions uh, full of gluten. And everybody on some level has a gluten intolerance. You don't. You just don't want that and so i've cut gluten i've cut just about all carbs i've cut sugar and i've cut basically all processed foods i feel so much better and it's helping me make decisions because i'm doing it with energy and i'm doing it with clarity so so clarity you you have to do that you you have to get you have to limit social media you have to limit the confusion of news you have to limit you you have to become kind of a modern day monk whether you're running businesses or ministries or anything else because there there is a you know in in the in the world there's like a zen kind of uh focus that you need in the body of Christ there's a there's a meditation and a and a separation unto the lord that will bring great clarity so you have to fight for clarity Okay, now now that now that you're doing that, now that we've talked through this, it it is up to the leader to identify the best decision. What is the best decision? Not what is the easiest decision. What is the best decision? You have to figure that out, and you have to fight for that, and you have to work for that, and you have to process that, and you have to pray through that, and you have to think through that, and you have to talk through that, and you need to get sound. Wisdom and advice for that, but what is the best decision? Not what is the easiest decision, and not what is the decision that I want, but what is the best decision? We're I'm 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 uh, wrestling with that right now. We do five Sunday services. Uh, it's a very long day, and it's hard to keep the energy up for five services. So so the thought is, should I do two Saturday nights and three Sunday mornings? Would that would that be a better decision? Um, Those Sunday nights are amazing. Is Sunday night best? Though, though every service is, is full. Should I be doing a service at twelve thirty when I'm tired, and I've run out of gas? Do I need to go to video? Do I need a? I, I'm just telling you these are decisions that I'm making right now. What would be best for the team? Would it be best for the team that there's a Saturday team and a Sunday team? I, I don't know. I'm telling you, though, I'm wrestling with these decisions right now. Um, okay, we're, we're hearing a lot about the economy right now. What should, what are the best decisions to be making right now in this economy? I'll, I'll give you one for us. Uh, this was going to be the year that we were going to buy our home. And when I say buy our home, I mean buy our dream home. We, we own a home. We thank God for our home. It's a great home, but this was going to be the year that we were going to purchase that forever home. Well, we're not doing that anymore because I had to weigh a lot that was going on in our economy and I made the decision. This is not my year to buy a home. That's the decision I had to make. Uh, If you want to buy a home, buy a home. That's not my point. I'm just saying I've had to make those. I've had to be making decisions financially with the stock market, other things you have to identify the best decision. You you probably won't make that decision alone. So you're gonna need you're gonna need trusted counsel. You're gonna need prayer. And from a place of clarity and energy, listen, from the place of clarity and energy, you make decisions. From the place of clarity and energy, you make decisions. If you are tired, don't make a decision. So to identify the best decision, you have to be clear and you have to be energized. Number 2, decide the best way to communicate that decision. So once you've decided, okay, we're, this is what we're going to do. Okay, this is what I'm going to do. Let's talk in your organization right now. All right, we're going to we're going to add a service, we're going to take away a service. We're going to bring on this staff member, we're not going to bring on this staff member. We're going to make we're going to make this fundamental change to to how we structure the organization whatever it might be. You have to figure out the best way to make the decision. Here's what I here's what I mean. You've had probably weeks, months, maybe even a year to process this decision. You've had time to think on it, to sit on it, to pray on it, to chew on it, to, to talk about it, to process it with, with trusted friends and mentors, on and on and on. Now you're going to make that organizational change. This is all new to your team. It's not new to you. You, you've, been, you've been in the wrestling match for weeks or months. So now when it's time to make the decision and it's time to communicate the decision, um, it's new for your team. Let them process that. So you need to be gracious and you, you need to be patient. And yes, you need to communicate with clarity, but you need to communicate with compassion. Because every change that's made in an organization, never forget this, every change that's made in an organization is a, um, I'm, I'm trying to think of the right word on how to say this. I don't have this written down, but I'm, I'm thinking through it right now. It, it is a judgment on the past. Every, every change you make is a critique on the past. Every judgment you make in the present about the future of the organization is basically saying how we've done it is is either not good or not good enough or not good for our future. Well, that comes with emotion because now people go, well, what are you saying? You're saying I'm not good enough? Are you saying I'm not, I can't carry this? Are you saying, so be gracious, be clear, but be compassionate. Because every change that's ever made is a critique on the past. So ne- so just never forget that. And people, hopefully, if they're bought in, will take that personally. And so you want to be compassionate and patient as you communicate the changes that are being made. And then commit to the best decision. You got to commit. Commit. Even, Even when it doesn't feel good, commit. Even when it's not awesome, if it's the best decision, commit. Commit to what is best, not to what is convenient. Commit to what is best, not to what is easiest. Commit to what is best, not to comfort. What is the best decision for the organization? Make that decision. And then you've got to go through the fire of that decision. Yeah, I mean, even Jesus did that. Father, is there any other way? Yet not my will, but Your will be done. The cross was the only way. It was the best way. It was the pre-planned way. Before the foundation of of the earth, Christ had already died for us. I mean, it was already in the pre-plan of God. The, The providence of God, and yet, as the decision had to be made in the moment, Christ in his humanity goes, Is this, is there, is there any other way? But it was the right, obviously, the right decision. You have to commit to that. You have to commit to uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. We're going to do what's, what's right and what's best, even if it gets us thrown in a fire. You know, the, the scripture says that in, in Psalm 30, it says that every word from God is purified or every word from God is refined like silver. Another translation says every word from God is tested. So when when you're making the right decisions, there's a test that comes with that. There's a wilderness involved in the maturation process of the best decision. You find yourself in a desert fighting the devil and, and the devil saying, if you are the son of God, turn these stones into bread. There's all, there's going to be those moments, but, but it's right, but it's right. And so you, you know, what is right and you make the decision, even though there's going to be some challenges with that. There's, there's gonna be a cost to committing to the right decision. So you gotta to commit to it. And I'm not saying that you can't miss it and go, okay, hey, we, we really missed it, we screwed up, let's go back. That that's fine. That that's gonna happen. But but I think for many, many leaders, any any experience with conflict or pushback or resistance, we just go, oh, it must not be God. And, and I've found in my own life that a lot of times there's a, there's a clear calling, there's a clear conviction, and it's going to take me out of my comfort zone. There's going to be a season of challenge, but then if I can press through that, there's massive breakthrough in favor and and fruit on the other side of it. So, so don't give up in that moment. Don't give up in that, in that process. Commit to the best decision. And don't be afraid to make it. Commit to it. And watch what God will do. So I'm, I'm not saying that to, be, um, to be so rigid that you're not open to change. That's not what I'm saying. But I am saying that there, there comes a point whenever great decision makers are more committed to the right decision than present comfort. Great decision makers are more committed to the right decision than present comfort. And and the right decision will usually bring, again, it's a critique to the past, and it comes with discomfort. I I can tell you that with with my own health. Number one. The, the, the way I eat now is, number one, a critique to my past. I'm saying it was it was wrong and not good how I ate, and then it's uncomfortable. Goldie wanted in and out the other day, and all I wanted was a burger and fries and a milkshake because that's what I did. I did that for years. I've done that my whole adult life. Instead, I got a, a protein-style lettuce-wrapped burger, no fries, no Coke, no milkshake, It it is not only uncomfortable. It's best, but it's not comfortable. It's best, but it's a critique to how I used to eat. It's best, but it's new. It's best, but it hurts. But if I can commit to it long enough, and I and I am, it will pay such great dividends. So you got to commit to the decision. I believe you're the right man. I believe you're the right woman for this season. And I'm praying for you that God would give you the courage to make the decisions that you know you need to make, to make the hire you need to make, to make the fire you need to make, to make the changes that you need to make, to pay the price right now for future benefits. You know, my mom used to always tell me that there's a scripture in Lamentations that said it is good for a young man to carry his yoke in his youth. Uh, What is your youth? Well, your your youth is today (laughs) because you're going to be older tomorrow. So what yoke do you need to carry today so that in the future you don't have to carry that? Decision makers. You're going to make the right decision in Jesus' name. Amen. Love you guys.